All right, cross your fingers for this one. So we're between recorders, but I have this old cell phone. So I was like, oh, we could just record an episode on the cell phone and see if it works. But I can't tell. So this might be a, this would be a good reason for us to keep this episode short, I guess, because the whole thing might not work out. But I think it's working okay. But since we got to record into the phone, the mouthpiece of the phone is down here at the bottom. But I've also got to read my notes off of the phone. But if I pointed at you to talk, then my notes are upside down. <laughs> where is... Oh, it's right there. See, on the bottom, that's that's where we're talking into. Oh, all so, right. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll have something else soon for a normal recorder. But for now, I guess, uh, cross your fingers. Yeah, we'll just see if this works. So for this week, we got this show that Gwen Tracy 2130 mentioned on our comments for My Favorite Martian. And she just said, like, hey, if you think this show is a weird old show about a spaceman, uh, she pointed us to this show called It's About Time. And I just quickly looked to see if I could find it. And I did. And I uh, decided it would be interesting to do because it's it's uh, Gilligan's Island adjacent. So hold on. Okay, let me try to read this <laughs> off to my phone. It's About Time aired on CBS for one season, 26 episodes, 1966 and 1967. The series was created by Sherwood Schwartz, who made Gilligan's Island and used sets, props, and incidental music from Gilligan's Island, which I guess it only ran three years, but more than one. And uh, it's funny because, you know, Gilligan's Island is so famous. It just feels like it ran forever, but it actually only ran three years, but it kind of did. did. Only for three three years. As far as yeah, what I what I looked up, yeah. But I always really like Gilligan's Island. You know, it's uh, definitely a classic of even my youth when I was growing up in the eighties. It was still on TV all the time. So uh, uh, this show, though, a pair of astronauts travel faster than the speed of light, resulting in being sent back in time to prehistoric days where they have to adjust to living with a cave dwelling family. So you get two astronauts, bunch of cavemen. I mean, I guess you can kind of see that in a Gilligan's Island mold, right? Because even Gilligan's Island was sort of split in that way where, uh, you know, the professor and uh, what was the fancy pants lady's name? Because there was like, yeah, the fancier side. And then there was, you know, oh, and just there was, Skipper uh, and Marianne. And, uh, oh, yes. Uh, Lovey. Lovey and uh, Thurston. Thurston, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, not so different from the idea of astronauts and cavemen. You know, this is more severe. However, let's see here. Ratings were impressive for the first few weeks on the air, but they soon plunged, and Schwartz concluded that three factors were the cause in the decline in audience interest. Number one, repetition of the astronauts being in danger from dinosaurs, clubs, spears, volcanoes, cavemen, etc. Number two, an unattractive look to the show. It's all just caves and dirt and stuff. <laughs> And number three, the cave dwellers speaking a primitive form of English that was difficult to listen to. So he retooled the series, having the astronauts repair their space capsule and return to the year 1967 with the cavemen in tow. So he flip-flopped the whole premise. And there were only seven episodes produced with this new premise before the series was canceled at the end of the season. However, CBS considered reversing the cancellation because the ratings improved during the summer reruns, but by that time, a bunch of the major actors had already committed to other projects, so they officially ended the series. So even though it's this forgotten show that no one ever has heard of and no one ever talks about and is 
obviously nothing compared to Gilligan's Island. It actually didn't do that terrible. Apparently, you know, this, because it does seem like that was a good idea to switch it. You know, like I can see what he means by how many shows can you write about astronauts and cavemen times, but bringing the cavemen to the modern era, that could be a sitcom. I could see that going. Yeah. It's like taking Beverly Hillbillies out of the hills. Yeah. Right. Moving them to, to Beverly. Yeah, it'd be like as if Beverly Hillbillies was just uh, Mr. Drysdale moving to the Ozarks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like they got off on the wrong foot. And, yeah, like this thing said, it's like, you know, CBS, it, it's not like it was some calamitous failure. It started off well, it ended kind of well, but it was just too late. You know, they they couldn't hold the show together. So it was just one of these one of these uh, casualties of random And something lost in time. So it's kind of nice that you found it. Yeah, and it... Uh, I think the first version that I found, the sound quality was absolutely terrible. Like it just really sounded like crap. But it turns out, I think I was trying too hard because then I just found some copies on YouTube that seemed much better. <laughs> so, so ironically, searching less hard is better. The YouTube versions seem fine. So I got the first episode, Astronauts Meet Cavemen. And then I grabbed episode 20 because that's the episode where they... They flip-flop it and come back. So it's called 20th Century, Here We Come. So we'll get one of the original premise and one of the other premise. And yeah, I guess let's just watch it and let's hope that this thing we're recording right now actually worked. was saying as we were watching that that uh you know i haven't seen gilligan's island in a long time but i you know i always remembered liking it probably it doesn't hold up as well as i remember it holds up a heck of a lot better than that yeah i mean uh, i hate to be pretty awful i hate to be this reductive about a show but is there anything about it's about time that's not annoying (laughs) like i can't think of one aspect of it the song's annoying the laugh track's annoying the characters are annoying. The premise is annoying. The music in the background's annoying. <laughs> I mean... I can't believe they made however many, 26 shows of that? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, you were saying because we jumped to episode pretty, pretty 20. brutal. Like, imagine... Because, I mean, it is at least with that second take uh, on the caveman being in the present. I do think that's a better idea, but it's still a bad show. So you were saying, imagine... What did they do from show two to show 19? Yeah. Yikes. Like, I think all that stuff that guy said, he's right. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's annoying listening to the cavemen talk. The visuals are annoying. The, uh, just everything about it. And then they have to put a a laugh track in, which makes it even more annoying. Yeah. And you were saying right away, I mean, within literally two minutes, you were like, so that's the Gilligan guy, except he's not at all endearing like Gilligan. He's just an idiot. He's an idiot astronaut. And, and he's totally unbelievable. Gilligan yeah. is believable, as I said, because he is the second mate. And and the captain, of course, is in charge of everything. And it's just a two-bit cruise ship anyway. Like, yeah, everyone But this aboard. guy, if he is an astronaut, there's no way they'd have somebody that stupid on their ship. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I get the feeling maybe Gilligan's Island was just such a big hit that they're just like, hey, you got any of their ideas? 
And, you know, this is the kind of thing if you just pitched it like astronauts go back in time, you know, it doesn't sound so bad as a one sentence pitch. But as soon as you're in it, it's like, yeah, this is just the Flintstones, but terrible because everyone's talking annoying. And it's just like, yeah, oh, that was brutal. That thing. Yeah, because even sometimes we watch older shows and it's like, all right, maybe this style of comedy is not in vogue anymore. But, you know, it's still you can still go like, oh, well, at the time, you know, it's not like there's a ton of stuff on TV. I guess I could see watching this. This is one of those few times that like it just really wasn't funny. The only time I halfway snickered was when they brought the caveman to the present. And again, it's just constant. We don't know how this works. We don't know how that works. Let's just hit it with a club. Uh, just that the mom bumped her head on a window because she doesn't know what a window is. She doesn't know what glass is. And, and I caught and, myself going like, ha. and that was it, though. That's the only and when time. He, uh, I, I did laugh a little bit, very little, when he attacked the Volkswagen because it was an animal and the little lady who was driving it is freaked right out and gets out and screams and runs down the road. Yeah. I mean, I could see, I could see somebody from the past being very freaked out at a car. I do wonder, because again, I haven't seen it in, in decades, but there's a, a movie from the 90s called Encino Man, where a caveman thaws out. But yes. I, mean, I remember it being a little bit funny. I'm almost curious just to watch it, because again, like what? Because I, I don't have any notes for these guys. Like, I don't know how to even improve this show. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of curious, like, how did other people handle And you were saying friends? how tired you were. And I'm saying, yeah, me too. And it's this show that's doing it to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm just tired and cranky today in general, but yeah, it's Lord. definitely not helping. Yeah, the, the idea of like, like oh, i got to make sure I watch this show. i got to carve out half an hour of my day for this. Yeah, and like, it's, I guess sometimes when a show is like one of these forgotten shows, it's not a yeah, coincidence. good enough. Keep it forgotten. If anybody tried a comparison between Gilligan's Island and this, I mean, there's a lot, there was a lot in it that was very similar, but it's not even close to the caliber that Gilgan's yeah. Island was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't need to belabor it because <laughs> like, I don't know what there is to say. It's just, uh, if you haven't heard of this show, uh, don't, don't bother. Forget it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, forgotten show. Forget it. Yeah. This is so bad. I, I almost feel, I wonder if the, the lady who, I mean, when she recommended it, she didn't say it was good. She actually said, if we thought, you know, my favorite Martian was a half baked premise, you should see this other <laughs> show. She was kind of suggesting it was bad. But I must feel bad, like, yeah, we really didn't like it. You know, <laughs> like, usually, even if we watch an old show that's kind of a weird forgotten show, it's at least historically interesting, or there's something about, like, oh, here's how they used to make TV shows. But even in this, oh, okay, well, that's the last thing I'll say, even though, you know, as if, as if there needs to be more things to complain about. But, but even as far as a silly premise goes, it stretches credulity way too far. So they show up a million years ago, and there's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs and people did not coexist, and they shouldn't have bothered because the dinosaurs are stop-motion, terrible-looking, you know, bad special effects. And, yeah, just that everyone speaks English. You know, like, you've already got spacemen breaking this time barrier, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, you could just have some explanation. Here's our little device. Like, in case we meet aliens or something, we have a universal translator. Just something. And now everyone just speaks English. And, you know, I mean, why bother splitting hairs, I guess. And you but, see, this was the time when uh, Star Trek would have been on the air when this show aired. So there was all kinds of scientific type stuff. You could have ideas and that you could have taken from Star Trek. 
transporting and yeah and as you say little a, a little transmitter that you carry in your hand that can totally translate absolutely anything yeah but no everybody just talks broken english well the cavemen speak broken english the americans of course speak english even though they had the gilligan one is how he became an astronaut i don't know because he's just so stupid Corny. every single thing he does is says is stupid yeah, just just a tiresome show. And yeah, like I guess that's the thing that's uh that's weird is like even if this was a made for TV movie and all they did was go back to the past, pick up some cavemen, bring them to the present, you know, like for 90 minutes it would have been tough to maintain this premise. What the heck not only did they do for these other episodes, what did they intend to do? Like it, it, I'm surprised that there wasn't more thought put into this. Cuz yeah, just like you're immediately on the treadmill of every joke the, is the premise same. itself is not that bad the basic premise of going back in time and then coming coming forward in time but they didn't do anything with it oh. yeah yeah it's just literally always just the cavemen don't understand and they hit something with the club <laughs> that's it that's literally the whole show and under uh, the old when they were back in the past there were their friends the, the new the cavemen that they befriended and then there were the other guys who thought they were which is evil, whatever, and we're going to bash them with a the club. And I presume that's what happened for 19 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> brutal. But I'm not going to watch it to find out. You know what's funny, though? Uh, speaking of Gilligan's Island, the one thing about Gilligan's Island that was weird, I mean, it had a lot of silly stuff. You know, the professor made coconut radio that actually worked. And, you know, a lot of silly stuff. But they were just on a, uh, it even says in the opening theme song, which, again, this theme song was horrible. Gilligan's Island had a much better theme song. But, you know, they're on the SS Minnow or whatever. They're just on a, an afternoon sightseeing tour, and they somehow get shipwrecked and don't get found for three years? Like, how far away could they possibly have been? That's the one thing about Gilligan's Island that always bothered me. It's like, but there was a storm, a bad, bad storm. It must have been that bad. That apparently took them far away, and they didn't know where they were either. But I guess that's a good example of this guy, Schwartz. He clearly was willing to uh, not put the most thought into his premise because even the Gilligan's Island premise doesn't make any sense. If you the think one about that it. always got me from Gilligan's Island was uh, Mr. Hal and Lovey had a whole repertoire of clothes with them. What? Yeah. How many trunks did they take on that afternoon tour? They had tons of clothes. You know, it's weird. Even that would have made this show better. Like that's another problem with it is there's only these two astronauts who are either just a milk toast man or a, an annoying Gilligan guy. And everyone else is a caveman. Like, it actually would have been better if they had the equivalent of, I don't know how you'd explain this, but if the Howells and the Professor and Marianne were all on the spaceship and went back in time. <laughs> that's actually, that would have been a better show. If everyone on Gilligan's Island, rather than getting rescued, somehow got teleported into the past, maybe. It would still be worse than Gilligan's Island, but that would be, you might have some something to work with there. And even even the, uh, the sex interest um, in Ginger in Gilligan's Island is is a really sexy girl, and she plays that to the hilt. This girl that they have is a, obviously a Ginger takeoff, but she's just the daughter, good-looking daughter who everybody's kind of like, oh, isn't she a good-looking daughter? But she doesn't have that character of uh, everything Ginger said almost had a second meaning. She really knew how to play that the swiveled hips and the yeah, and again, the, the breathy voice, the Marilyn Marilyn Monroe type character, and yeah, and having 
having, you know, the fancy pants professor and the uh, super snooty howls and stuff. Yeah, all this had was uh, the cave people who all have one mode. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a club. I'm going to beat you to death. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I think that might be, of all the shows we've watched, we've got to have watched about 100 shows at this point. I think that's probably like the thinnest one, right? Like the thinnest premise, like where it's just like, you could give me $100,000 to try to write scripts for that show. And I don't know what I would do. Like, like you'd be able to come up with something that was better than that because the, both those episodes I don't, were really flat. I guess that's the thing is, I don't, I don't know how much better it could possibly be because it's like they shot themselves in the foot from the get-go. They just set up a show that's annoying and shallow. And then what can you do but just keep flogging that horse until you're mercifully canceled? 